What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. As some of y'all may know, I have been supplementing some of Calder's feedings with Bobby over the past four months, and we have been loving it. One of the main reasons why we chose Bobby when we knew we were going to add formula to Calder's feeding is because of their high quality ingredients and simple recipe. As the only mom-led and founded infant formula company in the U.S. with an organic European-style recipe that meets all FDA standards, they continue to set the bar as the leading clean infant formula. And they recently have received the Clean Label Project Purity Award and pesticide-free certification. This is huge. And really what this means, the Clean Label Project, it evaluates products for substances that would never be found on the product label. So things like heavy metals, pesticide residues, and plasticizers. And the fact that Bobby received this award gives me the confidence as a parent and the peace of mind knowing that what Calder is getting and ultimately what's going into his body contains all the ingredients that his body needs and nothing that it doesn't. So if you're in need of a high quality formula to feed your baby, Bobby definitely has my stamp of approval. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash Bobby, B-O-B-B-I-E to order yours today and use promo code DylanMurphy10 so you can get 10% off. Welcome back to another episode of Free Method Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a friend and a colleague, Jen Diaz. And Jen is a mindset and success coach for ambitious female entrepreneurs. And one thing I love about Jen and just the practice that she has is she's really helping women step into their worth and pursue their dreams. And just, I feel like I've had a cool kind of sideline view of Jen's like, how she's kind of changed her career over the past few years and really stepped into like her true like zone of genius. Um, so Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dylan. I'm honored yes. to be here and just so <laughs> excited to to have a conversation with you about yeah. my favorite topic. Yes. I know when I was thinking about like, I want to talk about mindset on the podcast. I was like, of course I have to bring Jen on. Like who else would I bring on? (laughs) Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to start just by having you tell our audience a little more about yourself um, and really uh, whatever you want to share, however much, however little, um, just kind of about who you are and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Oh man, this is, this can feel big. So I'll just yeah. dive in to the story. <laughs> yes. Um, I, yeah. So I, growing up, um, you know, I learned about mindset pretty, I guess pretty early. I was, you know, 16 playing sports and mm-hmm. thankfully I had a coach, um, teach me about the power of, of thoughts. I was quite a head case, um, if you will, uh, and really bought into the idea, you know, if I'm hard on myself, if I'm harsh with myself, you know, when I mess up, then, then I'll get better, then I'll improve. And, you know, 
I'll, I'll succeed and win and all of that. Mm -hmm. And it really was so um, counterproductive because I'd find, you know, I played basketball and volleyball and I'd find if I'd, you know, made a shot at the beginning of the game or were doing really well at the beginning, I'd have a great game. But if I missed and messed up, Mm -hmm. I, it was downhill from there. And so Mm -hmm. I had this coach teach me, um, about positive visualization Mm -hmm. and the power of our minds and, um, hesitantly dove in when I was, you know, younger, kind of like, this sounds really weird, but like, okay, I'll try it. And, and did enjoy it, you know, in my athletics for a time. And I wish I could say that that really sunk in from that point forward, but it would be about probably a decade until I found it again. Um, and, you know, as I was looking at what do I want to do with my life? You know, my parents were really encouraging in the sense of, Hey, Jen, like, what do you love? Find something you're really passionate about and go for it. You know, work hard at it, do what you want to do. And at that point in time, you know, I'd only known sports and being athletic and and active. And, um, I thought, okay, I, I don't want to be sedentary. There's definitely a little bit of fear around, you know, I don't want to gain weight and, mm-hmm. and, you know, be unhealthy and all these different things. And, um, and so I was like, I'll, I'm going to learn about exercise physiology and went in, I'll be a personal trainer. That'll be really great. And so I studied that through college and, um, you know, right out of college, got a job at a studio doing one-on-one, uh, training and, and definitely enjoyed it. And, felt like there's still some kind of disconnect. I really want people to feel empowered. I want to feel that way in my own life. Um, I want to live intentionally and I want to help people do the same. And, you know, some people do really well, then they feel great and they're making um, healthy changes with a healthy mindset and thriving. And other people are really struggling and they're motivated too, but they're self-sabotaging and they're really, there's just something, there's a missing link. And for the life of me, I could not figure it out because they knew they had the knowledge, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I know would help. And yet I can't really seem to show up for myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, I'd worked there for a year and a half and it was kind of not a great work environment. And, mm-hmm. um, so I found myself unexpectedly, uh, quitting, leaving and going off on my own. So I really dove into the entrepreneurial world unexpectedly. And, um, as you know, that's quite, a can be a challenge for our own mentalities and it requires a lot of self-work and, and diving into things that keep us stuck. And around the same time, I started learning about behavioral psychology, um, positive psychology, and what really motivates people to make changes in their life that are healthy and, and born from a place of self-love and abundance rather than fear and, and avoidance. <laughs> and so I, I dove into coaching, got certified, and that really started to bridge the gap. You know, at first I was health and wellness coach. And mm-hmm. so I infused that into my work with clients about, you know, how can you thrive in your life um, and really nourish yourself through mm-hmm. food, through exercise in a way that feels really healthy and empowering. And yeah. while I was on my own journey of entrepreneurship and noticing you know, I'm, I'm motivated and I'm, I'm getting, you know, I'm moving along and making progress, Mm -hmm. but I have a lot of fear. I have a lot of self-doubt, a lot of things that I keep kind of bumping up against and getting in my own way. And, um, you know, I'm good with maintenance. Like I've got a morning routine. I'm, you know, taking care of myself. I'm learning to talk to myself better, but there's still something that I felt like, I can't quite 
get to the root of why I doubt myself so much, why Mm -hmm. I have so much fear and I can feel myself getting in my own way. And um, that led me to learning a lot about the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. and how that impacts our lives Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis and every decision we make. You know, our subconscious Mm -hmm. is responsible for like 95% of our wow. daily actions and responses. Yeah. So it's, it's a major player. And, um, I started learning about neurolinguistic programming, you know, doing inner child work, how trauma impacts our mindset and our bodies and, um, you know, Jungian psychology and shadow work and really started looking at, okay, how can I tap into that part of, you know, our unconscious filters so I can really get to the root and start making shifts and help people do the same thing. And, um, I was ironically attracting a lot of female entrepreneur clients in my health and wellness realm. And we just were talking so much more about business and other aspects of their lives because it's all so connected. And, um, finally made the leap to, you know, I love these conversations. I want to help women step into their power, figure out what makes them tick and how they can show up for themselves and and create um, a life that they really find fulfilling and are enjoying. And um, that's, that's really kind of how I ended up here and, and really the catalyst for the work that I do now. I love hearing all that because it, it sounds a lot like you kind of saw you learned along the way. And I think that can be a good story for people of like, you know, you may be in a job that you don't like, but there's still most times, maybe not every time, but something that you can kind of take from that. And it gives you that spark of like, Oh, now this is the direction I want to take. And you kind of like saw the missing links and areas of like, okay, I want to like actually do this with my life and kind of step into that. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. especially now with you working with female entrepreneurs, like you can speak to them from your own lived experience of like yeah. roadblocks you've had to work through mindset shifts, like you're able to speak yeah, out of your own experience, which I feel like probably makes you more relatable, more empathetic for the clients that, that you serve. Oh, absolutely. And, and th- that was uh, kind of, you know, that's, you know, the cliff notes. Version yeah, of for sure. Story, yes. obviously, <laughs> because the making those shifts, you know, were actually really hard and it was scary mm-hmm to go from, you know, I've had this in-person health and wellness coaching training Mm -hmm. practice that was successful to, I actually want to do this. And I feel really drawn and called and pretty equipped Mm -hmm. to do. And that process was so hard um, and really, really scary, but wildly worth it. And, you know, I've, I've done that and moved in. It's been, oh my gosh, better than I could have imagined really. Mm. And so it's, and yes, I think our, we sometimes don't give ourselves credit with our own experience, um, doing this work, you know, doing my own mindset work and actually Mm -hmm. having to put it into practice. I can much more have empathy for the clients that I work for and compassion. Mm -hmm. And also like kind of give them a kick when they, when they need a gentle (laughs) loving one, but when, when they need that, I know I'm like, there's so much possible. I've been, you know, where you've been or have experienced something similar and you just got to keep going. So yeah, it's, um, following that 
I think intuition, which goes back to the question my parents used to ask me, like, what do you love? What do you feel passionate about? What do you feel drawn to? And um, being in touch with that and then having the courage to pursue it has really been, I'm really grateful for that in my life because it's been really beautiful. Yeah. One thing you mentioned that really stood out to me of like the stat around how our subconscious, I think you said like 95% of our daily actions are influenced by our subconscious thoughts. Is that what you said? Yeah, approximately, you know, approximately I that. Rough, yeah, rough, yeah, you know, rough a lot, yeah, a yeah. lot of it, most of it. Yeah, Gosh. absolutely. And so how does that actually look on like a day to day basis, like someone's yeah. subconscious, because even people listening may be like, what does that even mean? Like my subconscious <laughs> is impacting my actions. Like, so how yeah. may that look for just someone that you work with or just someone you come across? Absolutely. So um, our subconscious is really where we store all of our beliefs about, you know, who we are, what's possible. Um, it stores our memories, our past um, experiences and decisions. It stores our identity. And that's actually really created um, from the ages of zero to seven. We create a lot of those filters in our subconscious from those ages because we're basically, you know, we're learning how do I live and, and survive in this world. Um, and yeah. the rules of my, my culture, the rules of my community the rules of my family, you know, I, I have to survive that. And it's, it, there's so much learning. So we're creating so many, um, you know, neuropathways and new neurons more than any other time in life in those ages. And that's where a lot of our beliefs, core beliefs about who we are and what we're capable of are formed. Um, and then, you know, we, we get past that, we start developing critical factory and being able to understand fantasy from reality. But before then, not so much, everything kind of mm-hmm. gets stored in there. And, and so how that looks is, you know, during the day, we have about 2.3 million bits of information coming in um, every second oh through all, <laughs> all five senses, right? Mm-hmm. And our, through, you know, all of those. And that's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like we, we could not process the fact that, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at you, like what color shirt you're wearing, like what it's raining outside and I yeah. feel the chair, like, right. So I can't, process every bit that would just be overwhelming in our brains and bodies love to conserve energy. Mm-hmm. So it helps us out by filtering out all of the information through our subconscious by either deleting, distorting, or generalizing it mm-hmm. so that subconsciously it's like taking care of all that. And consciously we can focus on roughly five to nine bits of information at a time. Mm-hmm. And that way we can function as yeah. human beings. But so, you know, there we have confirmation bias and mm-hmm. um, just finding proof of all of those beliefs about who we are, what we're capable of, what we're expecting for ourselves mm-hmm. in our lives, um, just proving that to be true. And so it really impacts, you know, all those filters about our identity, who we think we are and what we're capable of really do impact what we see, the opportunities we see. Mm-hmm in the day-to-day world and how we respond to those opportunities too. And this is the same thing that keeps, you know, our heart beating, we keep breathing, all of that's unconscious. We don't have to yeah. think about that. You know, that would be exhausting. We would yeah. die probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah, exactly. It would be. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what that is, is just our operating system really for how we navigate the world 
and, and yeah. what we see the world to be too. Mm, yeah. And so then, cause what, what comes to mind for me and what I see with a lot of clients and conversations we have is these like thoughts and beliefs that we've had for so long. Like mm-hmm. an example comes to mind of like, I'm lazy for example. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like that might be like a subconscious thought for someone of like, that's just who I am. That's my identity. And so then all the actions you take kind of operate out of that. Like, well, what would a lazy person do? Like, yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. clean up much. I, I want to try and like pursue this career, but like, I'm too lazy. So then Mm -hmm. what comes to mind is like the, the mindset shift, like what, how we'd have to kind of change that subconscious thought and that belief replace it with something that's actually more true. So what Mm -hmm. does that look like for someone like and using just I'm lazy as an example but like whatever those like subconscious beliefs that someone has just developed over time I mean some like you said that have been there probably since they were five years old or even younger how do you even work to like reframe or like get rid of these thoughts that and beliefs that don't serve you Yeah. Well, the first step is to become aware and not just aware Mm -hmm. of the thought, but Mm -hmm. aware of, you know, where did that come from? Like, Mm -hmm. who gave you that? Who Mm -hmm. taught you you were lazy? And what does it mean to you? Like, what does lazy mean to you? Like getting into the deeper root of that word, because that would be kind of a surface belief, Mm -hmm. I think would be lazy and too lazy. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe you really think I'm incapable. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm, if I try that and I fail and maybe it could be like a protective measure against failure, against experiencing, mm-hmm. if I fail, I'm inadequate. If I'm inadequate, I'm not lovable. If I'm not lovable, mm-hmm. I'm abandoned, which yeah. a lot of us, you know, humans have two really huge fears, the fear of death and the fear of abandonment. And those are both very mm-hmm. unconscious because yeah. abandonment shows up like, you know, I'm not enough. Or what will people think of me? We're, we're always, you know, trying to placate that fear and, and not, you know, be crippled by it. And so, um, that's what I would encourage is let's figure out what's underneath that belief of I'm lazy. What, what do you really believe? Where did that come from? Where was the instance where, um, you know, you really picked that up and embodied it Mm -hmm. and, then asking, you know, serving me, Mm. is this helping me get to where I want to be? And if not, what might be a better belief that would empower me? Mm. Um, and why is that important for me to lean into that belief? And, and then we get into some inner child work too, of, Mm. all right, our beliefs keep us safe, right? So we feel, Mm. even if we don't like the belief that I'm lazy, I feel Mm -hmm. very safe. Yeah with that belief because it's familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I've, I've had it for so long and I'm, I'm surviving. So mm-hmm. I know it's safe and anything outside of that is going to feel unsafe. And so we have to figure out, okay, how might I be able to reprogram this um, mindset, this identity to where I feel safe to, you know, say, no, I'm not, I'm not lazy. I'm actually pretty, I'm motivated. You know, I really believe in my ability and I can adapt to this growth mindset and I can lean into trying new things and it's safe for me to grow. It's safe for me to try this. It's safe for me to, um, put in effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be loved even if yeah. I fail, like really mm-hmm. learning that. And so that would be 
kind of the the process of it and figuring out, okay, cool, that's the belief, that's the root of it. Um, I need to show up for myself at that point and and heal a little bit of where yeah. that came from and then pick the new belief that's actually going to serve me and um, keep me safe in the long run rather than just yeah. in the present and then mm-hmm. lean into what that can be like for me, which we mm-hmm. do with journaling, um, visualization, affirmations. Those are really important tools to help you mm-hmm. create that sense of safety and to reprogram, yeah. to use, you know, neuroplasticity to start re training your brain to view yourself as a motivated person, as a Mm. capable human being so that you start showing up that way. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you brought that up too. Cause I think for someone who, again, using the example of like lazy, like Mm -hmm. someone who's operating out of that mindset, it's probably hard for them to picture like, well, what would it look like to be motivated? What would it look like to operate out of this more empowered state And so I think tapping into, like you said, the like journaling and visualization and like allowing yourself to kind of go like picture that of like, what would that look like? What, like how, what does being capable, what does being, you know, motivated mean to me? Cause it also could mean something different for, from one person to the next. So it's like, what does being motivated look like in my, in my eyes? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of times we, we doubt ourselves or we're like, I don't know. I've never been that. I've never done that. How am mm-hmm. I supposed to know? There's so much wisdom inside. Like you, we each contain so many um, wise answers for what yeah. to do. It's just learning how to see ourselves like that and to trust it mm-hmm. and to do. Cause I think sometimes I see this too. It's like, okay, well, if I'm not lazy, if I'm motivated, then what do I need to like sign up for a marathon? I need to do a triathlon. Like we go to the extreme Mm -hmm. and instead it's like, no, maybe you just like go for a five minute walk. Like maybe that's the first step to kind of Mm -hmm. inch your way and, and gradually expand Mm -hmm. your current comfort zone rather than, you know, I need to like free dive, you know, go somewhere that's like absolutely outrageous and so far from where you are. Maybe one day, I don't know, but when you're starting out, like let's set ourselves up for, for growth, but also for some mm. success here. Yes, that's good. Cause I think it's very, very easy for people, for anyone to try and jump that like all or nothing. Like, okay, so if I'm not going to be lazy, I need to like all of a sudden be this like master motivated. I do all these things. And it's like, that's going to make you burn out probably yeah. very quickly <laughs> and like be hard yeah. to achieve. So let's yeah. start small. Um, so then I would love to even kind of talk through a little bit. You brought up some of the like practical ways someone Mm -hmm. could really begin this journey, because I know, you know, all of this that you're describing is by no means like an overnight thing. Like you just all of a sudden wake up and you're like, okay, I'm not lazy. (laughs) I'm motivated. Like end of story. (laughs) So how does, yeah, that would make things much easier, but how, what are some things that can help? You mentioned like visualization and journaling. Um, but you know, practically for someone listening who really wants to work on shifting, you know, those subconscious thoughts and beliefs they have about themselves, how would that look in someone's kind of day-to-day life? Yeah, I, I love that question because I love, you know, practical answers. I'm very much, a lot of this work can feel abstract mm-hmm. and, um, and it's not simple. 
it. And so there's no like, yeah. here's a you know three-step process. Yeah. To, <laughs> and as much as I wish there were, it can be messy and feel elusive sometimes. But mm-hmm. I, I love, look, give me some tangible action steps that I can yeah. take. Like, what can I do? Um, yeah. And so for me, that's one reason why I, I, you know, a few years ago, I was like, okay, how have I done this with myself? Mm-hmm. Like what's helped me take mm-hmm. action and, and some tangible things that I can do that I can encourage my clients to do that will help them reprogram and, and do this work. And, and so I kind of just okay. came up with my own method that I call the Java method. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so, as one of my clients said a couple of weeks ago, she was like, this is like elementary simple, but it is so <laughs> profound and impactful. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, that's, that's what we want. Yes. And, and so it's journaling, affirming, visualizing and action. And, and really what that does is it allows us to hit, you know, three different levels of the reprogramming. The journaling is a great place to start, um, Mm -hmm. just to become more aware. It's really to get to know ourselves, like all aspects Mm -hmm. of ourselves, um, Mm -hmm. a little bit better. And, um, a lot of, especially when we're a little tired, um, journaling can yeah. be a lot of subconscious brain dumping. I know, mm-hmm. you know, Julia Cameron mm-hmm. is the author of the artist way. She's the one who coined morning pages and to do morning mm-hmm. pages, you have to wake up and it has to be the first thing you do because you don't want, you know, your critical factory or your inner critic yeah. to be awake censoring mm-hmm. you. So you really want it to be very subconscious, very raw and honest to get to know yourself a little bit better. That's where you can become aware of, okay, I feel lazy, but what, where is this coming from? Like, where does mm-hmm. this really mean? And a lot of times I'll ask clients to like journal with that emotion and ask it questions and dive into mm-hmm. the discomfort. Um, so you can understand yourself a little bit better and um, that way, you know what you need. What do I need to believe? What do I need to lean into? And, and journaling is a powerful tool because it activates, you know, our reticular activating system, which is like our mm-hmm. mind's filtration system that, you know, that filter mm-hmm. we were talking about, it yeah. helps us focus on what's important mm-hmm. to us and who we want to be um, rather than like, you know, what do we want to avoid or just all the other random things that the day can bring up for us. So that's a really powerful tool to use for that awareness of, Mm -hmm. you know, what do I believe? What do I want to believe? How is this hurting and helping me? And where do I go from here? And then affirming, you know, speaking out loud, what you want Mm -hmm. to be true is powerful. Yeah, it is. It, you know, the way we speak when we are subconscious is very moral So we love keeping what we believe um, congruent with what we say and what we do. It really taps into our desire to have integrity and uh, which is one reason why when you say an affirmation and you don't believe it yet, it feels like I'm lying to myself. feels so off because you don't believe it yet. But over time and consistency, um, especially saying it in a commanding tone, in an affirmative present tense tone, you will start to embody that and start to believe that. And then ultimately Mm -hmm. the goal here with all of this is to act like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, And then, so then the visualization, what is that? Because even, and you mentioned this, I'm glad you mentioned this earlier, but like, some, and I think you even said this about yourself personally, like at first you were a little hesitant of like visualization, like, what does that mean? Why would I do that? Like, what does that even look like? Like, so what, what does that look like? Or what can that look like if someone's wanting that to be like their in their morning routine or or something they kind of add to their week? 
Yeah. So visualization now is my favorite um, mm-hmm. exercise because this is a really beautiful way that we actually can tap into our subconscious. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was definitely hesitant because mm-hmm. it just felt weird <laughs> and mm-hmm. very, yeah. like, you know, a little woo and, and yeah. you know, just so strange. And I'm like, it sounds too good to be too it's true. Like I just think mm-hmm. about it and then, okay, whatever. And that's not entirely how it works, but yeah. you know, the way visualization can work is we get in a meditative, relaxed state so that we're in, you know, our brain waves change. And, you know, cause even when we sleep, like ideally we hit the Delta waves, it's a deep sleep. And in that, mm-hmm. you know, at that stage, our subconscious is like in full, it's running the show. That's mm-hmm. why dreams are so strange. Yeah. And yeah it's, that's a lot of our subconscious is coming through. There are dreams. Well, when we're in a meditative state, um, you know, we're not quite that deep, but we're deep mm-hmm. enough to where our subconscious is forward. It's the same mm-hmm. when we're watching TV sometimes you're like very relaxed, you're very engaged and, and yeah. paying attention and you're not like, you're not watching a show. Like let's say for instance, I don't know, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. like you're not like, that's not real. Like you don't yeah. care, right? You're in yeah. the moment. And so visualization can be a way where we kind of dive in and we show our subconscious like imagery of this is who we are. This is how we show up. And our subconscious loves it, it thinks it's in images and, and, you know, affirmative, um, instances too. And it's also a powerful way to get in touch with the inner child work and to go back mm-hmm. into the memories and see, like, meet yourself, you know, when you, someone told you, you were lazy mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe what did, what did she need? What did that kid yeah. need instead? And how can I give that to her now? How can I show mm-hmm. up for myself Um, now and let her know, Hey, you're not lazy. You're okay. Mm -hmm. You are motivated and just start rewriting that story. And visualization is powerful because it does, um, it uses neuroplasticity, Mm -hmm. uh, to create new pathways in the brain. There are so many cool studies on, on visualization and how it does impact, um, us on the physical plane. There's one in particular where they've, they've studied people visualizing themselves, exercising, Mm -hmm. um, you know, versus a group that did exercise versus the group that did nothing. And the group that visualized exercise did increase in strength, even though they didn't do anything. Yeah. They just visualized it because they're connecting those, you know, neural pathways. And so it's a really cool way, I think, to um, practice taking action. It's like a warm up, like I'm warming myself up to take Mm -hmm. action in my life. So, you know, if I have something I'm doing that, that feels scary. I might envision myself doing it really well. And this is where it works in sports a lot is I'm going to envision myself playing well, or mm-hmm. I'm showing up today and I'm, I'm treating myself kindly and like calm mm-hmm. and peaceful and focused and creative, like really kind of just warming your mind up to actually do it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my favorite thing. Cause it's been so impactful. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about years ago when I was visualizing the life how I wanted to feel, the life I wanted to live, mm-hmm. the work that I wanted to do. Um, it was not at all what my reality was. It is now. It took yeah. years and um, consistency of that visualization and mm-hmm. taking action that supported it. Yes. And now I'm like, oh, cool. That's wild. That is literally like my mm-hmm. morning routine. That is literally the work that I'm doing. That is how I'm mm-hmm. living. And so it's, it's kind of cool to see that come to fruition. Yeah. And I love how you talked about is like the visualizations, like the warm up of like, it's helping you kind of get in that mental space of like, okay, I can 
become this person. And then, like you said, taking action. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, I visualized that and that's, it's going to happen because I visualized <laughs> it. Like it just, yeah, not quite that powerful. You, yeah. 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 Well, um, but it gives you that boost. When you think about what prompts us to act, mm-hmm. we look at um, two things. There are two things mm-hmm. that lead us to taking action, which is our internal representation, um, which is all those subconscious filters, who we believe mm-hmm. we are, what we believe we're capable of, what we believe about the world, um, and and how we're you know filtering information in through the day and our physiology. Mm-hmm. This, those two things create our state. Yeah. So our emotions and our state. And when we can, you know, prime ourselves to feel empowered and like anything's possible, the dreams that I have, like that's there for a purpose. I'm capable. I'm, you know, motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, and we take care of ourselves physically. Those two things come together and they, we feel like we feel motivated. And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is going to impact mm-hmm. the way that I act. Yeah. This is how I show up and take action rather than, um, let's focus on the action and you know, let's set goals and let's change mm-hmm. our behavior without touching the things that, you know, really motivate us to do that. We're yeah. at surface level and it's like swimming upstream. And so that's mm-hmm. why, you know, we do this work so that we get ourselves in a state where mm-hmm. we're excited, um, or motivated to take the action necessary to, um, actually accomplish the goals that we have. Yeah. I love that because I think it helps it become more of a reality. Like if you just try and go straight to the like action, what do I need to do? Here's my to-do list. Like this is going to help me become the person I want to be. That may, you know, maybe you'll get there short term, but it's not going to create that like lasting change because you haven't rewired like your true like beliefs about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll feel exhausting Yeah, and it, it might work for a time, but it's just, if it doesn't align with who you believe you are, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to feel so incongruent and you might be able to do it for a short time, but motivation runs out. Yeah. And, and so that's why it's really important to embody the belief about this is the type of person I am, which is why, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to our example, if you believe you're a lazy person, that's exactly Mm -hmm. how you're going to show up in your life. Yeah. So if you can shift that to, I'm not a lazy, I'm a determined person. I'm a capable person. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to start showing up as that version of yourself and the Mm -hmm. actions will feel aligned Mm -hmm. and more in flow with who you are rather than just like a drudge, like to, you know, I've got a constant, I'm like wading through like mud and it's hard. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's way uh, smoother, not necessarily easy, but yeah, it feels so much better, uh, long-term and you can continue doing that because it's just who you are. Yeah. Gosh. So for people listening who are like, I need to learn more from Jen, she is a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> Where can people find you? How can people work with you? Yeah. yeah. Tell us all the things. Yeah. Cool. So, um, 
my website, jenniferds.com um, is great. I have a blog there where I write more about this. Really, my email newsletter is, yeah, um, that's something I'd recommend getting on. I send out a Monday mindset newsletter every Monday evening, um, talking about topics like this, giving you journal prompts to dive into for the week, affirmations. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that. I also have YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. Um, you can find me there. And uh, right now I have um, a mastermind program that's full for this year. Um, and a one-on-one option to work with me. I've got something else in the works that's coming um, soon, and I'm very excited about that. But yeah. getting on my uh, newsletter would be my, that's how I would recommend you start. Perfect, perfect. And we'll have all that link in the show notes too, so people can just click right over to it. Awesome, cool. So, perfect. Well, thank you for taking time for this um, episode today, Jen. I think people are really going to learn a lot from this conversation. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.